You are the master. Your mind is being trained by you. It's a wild horse. And I am only giving you hints. So that you can use the hints to train your own mind. So it's a, it's a, it's a mind training business here. Who is a human being? The one who has a mind. Not the ordinary mind that animals have. This is a different type of mind with intelligence, with a faculty, discriminative faculty. If you train it, it will be a beautiful instrument to you. An untrained mind is the worst enemy. That's why the Gita says, you are your own friend and you are your own enemy. Or in other words, if your own mind is going to be your enemy, you won't see even a single friend in the whole world for you. But if you could make your own mind a beautiful friend, everybody will be a friend. Because a friendly mind will make friends everywhere. Mana eva manushyanam Which is translated in English as As you think, so you become. As your mind, so you are. So, train the mind well without losing its peace, engage that in activity. So let us not miss that peace. Let us try to listen to that silence. You will be surprised to note that even silence talks. God or your consciousness Talks in silence. That is what you call the inner voice. You can hear the inner voice only when you stop the outer noise. Because we constantly create noise, so we miss that voice within. So in deep meditation, we are trying to listen to that inner voice, that guiding voice, God's speech. By silencing our own noises. So try to be as quiet as possible. You will really enjoy that. Now we will do a little chant, Om Shanti chant, and then just sit in meditation. During that time, either you repeat the same Om Shanti mentally, 
or you just sit quietly and listen to that vibration created by your own repetition or you can repeat any chant or mantra if you want but at least the beginning first couple of minutes i would suggest you to listen to that peace peaceful vibration which will set in by your repetition of this chant for that reason i will ask you all to repeat the chant om shanti because unless you repeat it you won't be able to create that vibration in you and then when you stop repeating you will feel the vibration humming in you all you have to do is just to sit and become aware of it so now let us chant om shanti 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 Om Om Shanti Om Shanti Om Shanti Om Shanti Om Shanti Om Shanti Om
common interest seems to be permanently happy, always peaceful, joyful. Peace and joy, they go together. A peaceless man cannot be joyful. That is what is meant by ananda or bliss. It's not just a ten- temporary pleasure. Shall we right away go into the questions? Hmm? Can the intermediate and advanced hatha asanas replace one or more of the simple asanas in our sadhana? Simpler asanas in one sadhana? If so, which ones? This makes me feel that this person seems to think that intermediary or advanced means always strenuous, difficult and not easy pose. In fact, there is no difficult pose at all or difficult practice at all throughout the yoga philosophy. Everything must be easy, as you often might have heard me saying, take it easy is yoga. So don't look for something strenuous, something difficult. Even if we call advanced or intermediary. In fact, the advanced student should feel more easier than the beginner. Does it make sense? Yeah. A beginner might feel a little difficulty, a little strain, but advanced student should take it easy, should do it easily, should not feel any strain. So all the asanas will become simple for an advanced student. But uh, if you think that you do not have that much time to do all the poses, you can eliminate one or two. Take for example, the cobra pose, the locust and danurasana, the bow pose. They are all the backward bending poses. As you advance, if you are short of time, you can just eliminate both cobra and locust and just do the bow pose alone because bow pose is more or less a combination of cobra and locust. So if you stay for one minute in bow pose that is more than enough. So just go slow. This is enough for us to bring all the benefit. And remember our spiritual realization need not be always depending, dependent on the body. Our purpose is to keep the body healthy, to cooperate with us, that's all. Nothing more than that. And these practices are enough to keep the body well in control, 
well relaxed, properly healthy. And then these asanas will help us in training the mind also. So let us remember this. Even, for example, the Bhastrika Pranayama which we give before the meditation, we just give three rounds, that's enough. But there are people who recommend the same Bhastrika to be practiced for 30 times, 40 times, 50 times, 100 times, until you get tired. It's not absolutely necessary. So let us remember that. Could you explain the important aspects of Kirtan? Well, to make it short, Kirtan brings nice vibrations. It calms the mind. And these beautiful vibrations bring a harmonious movement of the bodily cells as such. And it elevates the mind to a certain level. And if you were really tuned into that, you can transcend your physical consciousness. You can go into a, a deep samadhi just by kirtan alone. Kirtana must be done with bhavana. Kirtan means the chanting. Chanting must be done with bhavana, the feeling. The feeling is more important than the tune. It's not just for the sake of music we do it. And kirtans are composed of mantras in a way. The words are more or less mantras. They have their beautiful vibrations. And doing a little bit of kirtana will immediately prepare your mind to go deep into your japa or meditation, whatever practice you are going into. Could you explain the importance of brahmacharya? Brahmacharya means not necessarily complete celibacy or in other words uh, to live alone without getting into family life. Even as a family man, one can observe brahmacharya. You can be a family man, you can even have your children, but still you can be a brahmachari. That means, according to the order of your life, if you are a family man, have proper limitations. Do not overindulge in this. If you want to be a single person, stay away from that. That's why you want to be single. 
when you don't want to get married, you are not interested in that, and you want to be a brahmachari. <laughs> yeah. If you go with a girl, date with a girl one day, you are married that day. I'm not talking about legal marriage where you go and sign a paper. You are married that day. But you marry a girl a day. <laughs> Which will not help you in <laughs> limiting your <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you want to have limitations, you should have limitations with your friends also. That is the main reason why the society recommends a married life, a legally married. A legally means social law. You just marry one person, live with that person. So that you can have a, a limited life, I mean physical life. Well, as you all know, when you get something new, say suppose you buy a tape recorder, a new, almost you will be carrying around that for a couple of days, <laughs> couple of weeks, always with you, day and night you will play something. When it becomes a little old, you will slowly leave it there and you won't use it that much. Once in a while when you want, you will use it. Otherwise you will keep it away. You might even forget it after some time. <laughs> well, the same thing with the girl also. See? You get a girl or a boy, make, it, make him or her your own for a couple of days, then you will be going there, honeymoon, uh, uh, what? Sun or moon or star. <laughs> <laughs> and then you are not going to go for honeymoon every day. <laughs> that interest slowly comes down because you have many other interests. The same thing, you get a little bored also. And in a way that limits, that makes you to have a limitation. But if you get new, new things every day, you won't know the limitation then. It is for this purpose you are asked to marry a person. Many people, many youngsters nowadays, they ask, what is this nonsense? Is it that only when I go and sign a paper, I can live with a girl and I have a couple of children? No. For your own sake, a limited life. For that sake, you, the society has brought in this kind of regulation. After a long, long experience, they found out that if a man is allowed to go like this, he won't have any limitations. He will overindulge. So to, the best way to, way to limit himself is to just take one person as a partner in life. And that they call marriage. 
And again, marriage is not always just for the sake of body. Physical marriage will not last long. When you just see the body, the beauty of the body and marry somebody, how long the beauty is goes to last? It might fade away soon. And you probably might even get tired of maintaining that beauty by all these cosmetics. How many people, they hate to do the makeup. What kind of nonsense is But for the sake of society, I have to do it. <laughs> and the present day generation, they are fed up with that. Even by seeing their older generation doing this. So they don't do that. I'm happy with that. They are more natural. They look more beautiful than these all kind of makeups. Yes. So when there is a couple of wrinkles, let it happen. But if you are interested in that shining, wrinkleless face, how long it's going to be? When you see a wrinkle, when you see a grey hair, then you lose interest. Then you will look for a black hair again outside. So that is not the marriage. Marriage is the marriage between the heart, between the soul. You love a person not for the body but for the quality. The great virtues that person has, which will not fade that soon. Instead, it will develop more and more. And that will last long. That will never end up with a divorce. All other marriages, marriage for money, for beauty, for power, position, will end up very soon because they don't last long. So you marry a person for the goal in life. Two people who have the same goal in life come together to help each other to proceed towards the goal. So in that goal you come together. That is what you marry. You marry his ideal. He marries your ideal. That is what makes an ideal couple. <laughs> yes. In your ideal you come together. That is marriage. So in the marriage life, you still, if you lead a limited physical contact, you are still brahmachari. Br br 